Thank you for tuning in again to the Bucks of America podcast. This is the Women's Takeover episode. I would like to introduce some of our guests. First, let's start with Kayla. Kayla, go for it. Oh, you were supposed to start this off. Heck no. <clears throat> <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'm starting. What was I supposed to say again? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you met Amanda. So we'll just kind of go in order. Okay. Well, I have been doing archery now for a year and a half-ish, I believe. I met Amanda through Tyson, and yeah, then I met Chantel through Tyson, and I met you guys through Tyson, so Tyson's just the general person in this whole mix that got us all together and sitting in this hotel room. Fabulous. And Amanda. Um, I've been shooting since fifth grade, so probably, I don't know, it's a lot of years. I'm not in school right now, so I'm not doing the math. Right, right. <laughs> um, I know Kayla, Chantel, these two, all through Tyson, so. Fabulous. Chantel. Okay, I'm Chantel, and I've been shooting for about five years. Um, I got into archery through the Blackhawk Archers. Uh, my husband met um, one of the members at work, and uh, he asked him if he wanted to join, and I told him that they just wanted our money because I am not into <laughs> archery, and I wasn't at the time. So I was like, well, how much is it? And he's like, it's $50. I'm like, $50 a month, that's outrageous. And he meant $50 a year for our whole family. So I was like, I guess that's fine. So <laughs> I started by going and just watching. And then he insisted that I get a bow. So I got one. And I actually was pretty good and just have gotten better and better over the years. So I've stuck with it. And I met Kayla uh, through Tyson and Amanda through Tyson. So Tyson's just here making all of our lives great. <laughs> And introducing us to all of our own friends. Thanks, Tyson. Awesome. And I'm Alicia. I am uh, Jeff's wife, I guess is the best way to put it. And I, of course, met everybody through Jeff, which was conducted through Tyson. Um, I've been shooting archery on and off since I was seven years old. And... Recently, I think in the last six years, have really picked up the pace and upped my game with archery and actually taking the time and investing the money into it. And yeah, super excited to have everybody here in this very nice hotel room. Kind of smelly, but we're getting better. <laughs> um, so let's kick it off with... So... What we're going to do is the, the next questions, the next round of questions in here, ladies, that we want, I want to talk to everybody about what, um, even I forgot my own train of thought here and what questions I was going to ask because I've been talking so quickly. The, what's that? Yeah, we'll get you into archery. Are you starting or am I? I can start. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, what got me into archery to start with was my father and my grandfather were very heavy into archery. They loved going out hunting every season. My dad would um, save up all of his vacation time specifically for hunting season, not for our sports 
or, you know, life events. No, it was hunting season. We had priorities. Um, I remember sitting with my dad in a brush pile out in the middle of a cornfield in the middle of November. Snow was falling. It was absolutely gorgeous. And we saw probably the largest buck I had ever seen in person walk out in front of us in the cemetery. It never stepped a foot out of the cemetery. And my dad was heartbroken because we can't shoot it on the cemetery grounds. And we were just sitting there waiting for one foot to come out, one foot to come out. And I just could not stay quiet any longer. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs. And my dad's just like, well, there goes that. And so wasn't allowed to sit with him in the brush pile anymore, but will forever be like one of my favorite moments is just sitting there with my dad. And it was quiet, but it was just nice the time we got to have together. Well, I got into archery because of Tyson. It was <laughs> kind of an ultimatum on his part. He said he's super involved in archery. And if we were going to date and make this work, then archery was going to have to become part of my life. So I was like, ah, okay, I'll give it a shot because I'm going to try everything at least once. And little did I know, stop. <laughs> Little did I know that I was going to fall in love with it and make some awesome friends along the way and really take off. And I was actually decent at it when I thought I wasn't going to be. So that was an extra bonus. And now here I am a year and a half later, still liking it. And kind of like Tyson. Yes. It depends on the day. <laughs> Go ahead, Amanda. Okay. Um, I guess how I got started into archery, this was like, like I said, elementary school. So um, my brother has Marfan syndrome. I don't know if any of the listeners know what that is. Um, it's like a connective tissue disorder. So he can't do any like contact sports like football, track, soccer, anything like that. So uh, without we had like a lot of family and friends that did archery and kids like close to our age did it too. Um, so we kind of started that way. And, uh, the boat, my very first boat was actually supposed to be meant for my brother, but he couldn't pull it back. So I got it. Nice. <laughs> um, and then I actually, uh, it just really kind of took off from there. Um, every summer we went to like our family and friends, house and we had like a week-long summer archery school kind of thing um it was a ton of fun um so that's kind of how I got started fun love that so I got into archery like I already said about joining <laughs> the Blackhawk archers and um it actually started when I said that my husband got me a bow I mean that he found a bow on Craigslist and drove like three hours to pick it up because we didn't really have a lot of connections just yet. Cause we were just starting and he had the person that was selling advertised it the wrong way. And he bought a Hoyt ignite instead of a Hoyt charger or challenger, whatever kind of boat it was supposed to be. So, um, it wasn't as great as he had hoped. Um, but it, I thought it was perfect and it did fine. And I have a hard time investing in things. So I was like, this is fine. And it's going to be fine for the rest of my life. So, I mean, obviously I've 
come to learn that I like investing in archery. I enjoy, you know, putting, you know, my time, efforts, and money into getting better products so that I can shoot better. Um, so it's it's gotten better, but it's still hard for me to invest in it. But I do enjoy it a lot, so... I really don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like I'm just rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. You're good. No, that's awesome to hear. It's it's fun to hear like it was different stages of um, everybody's life that got them started into archery and how sometimes you'll do a revisit like me. I've gone back and forth a few times in my life. It's like, oh, I hate archery. It's the worst thing ever. And it's like, mm, but I like to do it at the same time. So um, I guess one another great question to have for you guys then is what is something that you guys get from archery? I personally get a lot of, like it's a stress reliever. I kind of see it as my form of meditation is going through my shot cycle and going through my breathing and just focusing on the target. Um, what is something that you get from from your archery? I would have to agree. When I'm shooting archery, I'm it's normally because I need to clear my head or I'm just out enjoying time with friends and family. And when Tyson and I get to go out to the woods, it's normally just us unless we have the youngest tagging around with us. And it's just kind of our time. It's our time to spend together, enjoy the outdoors, clear our minds of our hectic schedules and just be there, be present and see everything that's going on around us. Um, I'm pretty much the same. Um, definitely use it for a stress reliever. Um, just doing something other than like, you know, the day to day, nine to five, whatever. Um, and honestly, like I go, I go over to Kayla and Tyson's house a lot and shoot. And then, um, you know, going to like the Blackhawk Archer shoots and that kind of thing. And it's just, it's so fun. It's like, you just kind of forget about everything else going on and just spend time with friends and have fun. There was one shoot we kept following each other's arrows. Yeah, <laughs> we did. What do I get out of archery is target panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've overcome that a lot, but I, I notice when it's happening. Um, I, I enjoy archery. It, it makes me I get really excited for shoots. Um, I get excited for the Blackhawk Archer shoots because I know everybody now since we've been members for so long and I enjoy spending time with everybody. I enjoy making new friends and hanging out with old friends. Um, I love going to different shoots to meet different people. Uh, I love just getting out into nature. That is probably my favorite part is being in the woods. Um, I actually am more into target shooting. I don't really go hunting. Uh, so I don't, I don't really enjoy hunting. I get bored. I don't know. It's, it, it's not that I don't mind shooting at an animal. It's, I just get bored. So I would rather go and shoot, you know, 40 targets on a course and walk through nature. So, um, I do it to get out, get exercise, uh, you know, I, and enjoy time with my husband, my friends, my kids. We all shoot. And uh, it's nice to spend time together. That's awesome. It's great to hear that everyone kind of passing it on to the next generation. I know our daughter is starting to get into archery now, which is huge because sports has not been anything that has, 
even piqued her interest at all. So having archery is something that kind of drives focus and and is an incentive. It's like, hey, you get great grades, we'll get you another half dozen arrows. <laughs> hey, you want something, a new riser or something for your bow? All right, well, you got to get so many chores done. And so you'd have it, to get her a whole new bow to get her a new riser. Just I so. know, it's going to suck. She's going to outgrow this bow <laughs> faster than I can. She already has the same draw length as me, and she's nine. Yeah, so, she's tall. She's so tall. She's in there watching cartoons, so staying occupied. Um, next question, totally spaced. Co-host, can you help me? So with this next aspect of it all here, since we've all, since we only got anywhere between five to 15 years into the sport here, what, we, what I want to hear from your guys' uh, approach is like how... Uh, would you, since you got into archery, like what are some of the, the big instances that triggered you or like somebody came and was rude or obnoxious or, and then kind of give us an example, a story behind it, but then also how you handle it because you can go off the handle being a Karen or you can just kind of be tight-lipped and move forward from there. But be honest with your situations you guys came across. Tell me, sir. Okay, so I've only been shooting for a year and a half, but after I found out that I loved it, Tyson runs or owns Sticks and Stones Archery, and we went back, and we were sitting there one night, and I looked at him, and I was like, Tyson, we need to get more girls shooting. And he goes, okay, and how are we going to do that? I was like, well, we need to change the archery industry. And he goes, and how do we do that? I was like, well, we need to get our archery companies to make more flagship bows. I never said you were against <laughs> you it. You were encouraging and asking questions. You were just questions. asking questions to figure out how we were going to do this. Problem solving together. <laughs> so we were sitting there brainstorming. And I mean, the biggest thing with women shooters is we all have short draw lengths. Yeah. It's hard to find bows that are under 27 inches in draw. I mean, I'm 26 and a half on a good day. So, Same. Yeah, 26 <laughs> and a half. So we are talking, and we've already challenged some archery shops to make, a, make more flagship bows under 27 inch draw, because that seems to be where the good flagship bows are, at 27 inches and above. Well, there's not many girls that can shoot that length. Mm -hmm. So that's one way we talked about getting more women in. And then another problem that I ran into, especially this summer, was men. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. But men. Yes. I mean, I, I was wearing my archery jersey because I, am, I shoot for a company. And I was walking to the bathroom at the TAC, and this guy walks up to me, and he goes, oh, how do I get that? I'm like, get what? He goes, your jersey. How do I get one of those? I was like, well, you got to shoot for the company and he goes you shoot for the company no I'm just wearing the shirt because I want to wear the shirt yes I shoot for the company and then he kind of gave me a dirty look but that whole tack Chantel was there with me females were missing and the guys made it known that there was maybe a handful of female shooters there I have never felt like a piece of meat before until that Michigan tack when we were just getting stared at so besides getting more flagship bows, we need to change how men look at women in the archery world. 
Because sooner or later, there's going to be more women in the archery, and men are just going to have to deal with it. Step aside and let us handle it. <laughs> yes. So that's my two biggest thing, is that we need to get more flagship bows and men to stop drooling when a female walks into a shoot. Yeah. That would be nice. I mean, our local shoots, it's not that big of a problem. I mean, like the Blackhawk archers, they all know us. The HHJ shoots, I mean, I'm just another one of the guys is basically how it is. But it'd be nice to have more than just a handful of women at these shoots. And then if they do want to talk to us, talk to us like we're humans. Don't talk to us like we don't know what we're doing just because we're a female shooter. True. That's my take on that question. Sorry. <laughs> on my little tangent. Go ahead, Amanda. <laughs> I forgot what the question was. <laughs> what was something that has happened to you, um, good or bad, that has really been like you had to overcome it or something that has driven like what you want to see the change in archery gotcha okay so the just kind of how i guess to kind of piggyback off of what kayla said um i've never really dealt with that personally i know it does happen and like you know like when you watch hunting shows and stuff like i think that it definitely shows on those shows too um something that I had to overcome personally was kind of myself. Uh, when I was a kid shooting, I was very competitive. And like, even if I got, I don't know, second or third place, I, it was never good enough. So I, after high school, I took a little bit of a break, um, kind of like mm -hmm. you did. For a couple years, I went to basic training, that kind of thing, came back. Um, and then I met Austin, my husband, and then kind of jumped back into it. Um, so then after that, like when I started up again, I kind of made like a promise to myself to never get that competitive again. So I don't help that. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. But yeah, so that was kind of like one of my biggest struggles was like, just don't take it so seriously and have fun. So absolutely. I think sometimes we as women can be our own worst critics and getting stuck in our heads, especially with archery, because it is such a quiet sport, mm -hmm. we can get lost in, in the moment and in the situation sometimes. So, absolutely. Amanda doesn't like to keep score, and I like to keep score. So, and that's partially why, because like, you know, back then I like I would watch my scorecard, and I'm like, oh, those could have been way better, you know. So like, I just walk through the course, and I don't keep, you know, don't keep score, and I'm like. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I felt good about it. I felt it. good about it. I had fun. Like, I don't really care. I will agree with you, though. When I don't keep score, I generally have more fun because I'm not focusing on my score and I'm not focusing, oh, I just shot a five when I know I can do it better than that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. You could just not shoot fives. Well, typically I don't, but every now and then I do, especially <laughs> I mean, when Scott messes with my bow. It is what it is. <laughs> I have to keep score too. I can't, I can't go without keeping score. And if I didn't keep score, then what would I say when Kayla asks, what did you get? <laughs> I have to be able to keep score. Um, I actually have several instances where I've dealt with some bullshit. So one of the times Kayla was actually with, uh, we went to a shoot that was out of state. And um, when, we, when we went up and asked you know, for scorecards, 
um, we said, we're shooting the open, and we get handed pink cards. Okay. I was like, okay, as long, as long as these are the open cards, because I saw you gave my husband and Tyson green cards. I was like, and they're shooting the men's open. Well, it's because you're women. Well, I don't need a pink card. I want to make sure that we go in with the same scores for the men's open. And they're like, well, you can shoot from wherever you want, but it gets put in under women. No, I want to be up against men's open scoring. I do not want to be in the women's category. It's, it's not the same because you're having, like, you're deciding that the women stand from a closer spot, and that's not where we're going to be shooting from. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, and, and he couldn't get past it. So we took our pink cards and we scored, but whatever. Um, I've had uh, instances where we were at uh, one of our own shoots and we were doing a like a floating ping pong ball uh, shot and I was holding the record for hitting it the most times in a row and um, another guy there yelled and was like hey come on you need to hit this because it's pretty bad that a female's holding the record right now I was like what is that supposed to mean I said I shoot just I shoot better than you do would you like to shoot the ping pong ball against me no then shut up yeah uh, and so, I mean, at the, at the Iowa Deer Classic, I also understand what you mean because Scott was not walking with me. I was walking with my mom, and I was carrying my bow, and there was several men stopping, like, oh, did you shoot? What do you shoot? You know, and just, it was not that they were generally curious. It was that they were trying to flirt with me. Um, yeah, I'm when, not I, walk, Thanks, when guys. I walk with Tyson or any of the other guys in our group, no one ever stops and talks. But as soon as you're alone, it's like, ooh, let's yeah. go talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. Uh, even on TikTok, I mean, you know, people will make comments like, what you shoot isn't good enough. You should be shooting a longbow, but you probably wouldn't be able to pull it back. You know, just all those comments about uh, and you're not strong enough to make that long of a shot. Um, I mean, we just were out at our last bow shoot, shooting 134 yards, and I hit it. Uh, I was the first one to hit it, and I hit it three out of six arrows. Um, I think I shoot just fine. And that's me pulling back 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it's possible as long as you have the skill and the discipline to keep going with it. And But, yeah, there's a lot of people passing judgment because uh, – I'm a female instead of a male, so. And social media is nasty when it comes to stuff. I mean. The worst. There was, we posted this Easter, we did the peep challenge. Mm-hmm. And so the peep challenge, for those who don't know, we put a peep, those nasty marshmallow peeps that everyone loves, on a target. And we, I know, they're disgusting. That's <laughs> why we shoot them. And we shoot them. I will eat all the peeps. Well, you can have all the peeps. Um. So we shoot them. Well, we posted my peep challenge on our Sticks and Stones Archery Facebook page. And there was some guy, I can't remember exactly the comment, I'm sure Tyson can tell you, because it pissed him off. But it was inappropriate. It was uncalled for. And it was something about, what was it? Me, probably not appropriate for kids' ears. Anyways. (laughs) Doing some sort of sexual activity. Yes. I don't know if you can hear him, but it said doing some sexual activity on him. 
completely uncalled for, not appropriate for social media, not appropriate to say at all. And he decided to post it on the Sticks and Stones page. We publicly, no apology, nothing. We left it up there because we wanted people to see that we weren't going to stand for those comments because we got on there and commented. But no one would say that to a guy. No one said that on the peep challenges that Tyson had posted in the other guys' guys's peep challenge, but they posted it on mine, with, and then no apology for saying it. It's, if that would have been me, I would have gotten in trouble for it. Oh yeah. I mean, crap! I would have lost my job over a comment like that. And it's and it's wrong for us to react, because then because then we're overreacting. We're being emotional. We're being you know, sensitive to it. It's like, no, if, if someone said this to your sister, to your mother, to your wife, how would you act? Oh, you're not married. I see now. Yeah. Like, that's when you just, I'm like, wow. Just got to shake your head and be like, wow, you're single? That's shocking. Well, I even commented on there. I was like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Come shoot against me. No response. Crickets. Well, for me, there was a few times, um, my first time that I got to deal with some negative backlash for being in archery was sadly from my grandfather. He forever supported me in everything that I did. Like, no matter, I played sports. He was the first one to give me my nickname. Like, absolutely was my biggest supporter in everything. But as soon as I said, I want to shoot, that was a no-go. Girls don't shoot guns. Girls don't shoot archery. You, you're in the kitchen. You're helping with the meat. You're helping get that stuff ready. You don't. You can play basketball all you want, softball, volleyball. You do not shoot. And I think that was a really hard thing when I was like 11 years old. And I was like, well, if grandpa doesn't approve of it, then I can't do it. Like, I, why would I do this anymore? And then um, um, as we have talked about in the past. I know I used to work for a company that was an outdoors company. I don't think it's right to give out their name. Um, and I was actually hired for the apparel department because I'm a girl and I belong in shoes and clothes. Um, it didn't take long for the guys to realize that I actually do enjoy the outdoors and I understand not a lot of very specific things, but I can make my way around in the fishing department, camping department, shooting and all outdoors things. I knew what I was talking about. Like, if I didn't know anything about like crossbows, I know nothing about crossbows. I went online and I started doing research and I started taking training classes and I wanted to be knowledgeable for my customers. Well, customers didn't like me. Apparently I'm abrasive. Um, <laughs> no way. I know. I'm like, I'm the nicest person ever. Um, but yeah, the guys, I, I thought it was funny. There was a few times I was standing behind the gun counter because they were short staffed and I was checking in guns cause that was my job. I did all of the FFL paperwork and this guy was asking me, Oh honey, can you get me a guy? I, I want to buy this firearm. And I'm like, that's firearms not checked in. I'm like, you can't buy anything that is on this counter right now. And he's like, Oh no, no. It's just because you don't know what you're doing. It's a gun. I'm like, are you sure? Okay. I'm like, yeah, let me get a guy for you. So I got one of the guys, because apparently he wasn't going to talk to me. 
And it was actually a gun that I currently own, which is my SIG P320. And he wanted to look at it. And so the kid was showing it to him. He's like, well, I can't sell you this one, but I can see what we have in the back that's already checked in. So we went and grabbed one. And the guy was like talking to the, the boy about, okay, well, you know, what kind of, you know, ammunition do you recommend? Like, I want to do something for home protection. And was talking, he's like, actually, you should really talk to our SIG professional. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you guys got a SIG guy. Let me talk to the SIG guy. Taps on my shoulder. It's me. Shocker. Guy didn't want to buy the gun. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the SIG guy. I'm like, I have one. I love it. It's the greatest thing in the world. Can take it apart, put it back together, clean it. Don't even ask my husband to try and do it because his hands are bare hands. It doesn't work. <laughs> but it was just so frustrating. I'm like, we lost the sale literally because I'm a female. I know I have the wrong parts, but it's just, it, it's stuff like that that happens though that almost drives me to know more and to do more. Like Kayla says, like to be more present at these shootouts. Like there's been several shoots that I've gone to um, for different events that I might not be in the mood to shoot, but I want to be known and be present. Like I want to be walking around. I want to be talking with the guys. And, and if I see other women there, I like, I want them to be comfortable. And especially if I see like little girls that are there with their dads, it's like, do you shoot? Do you want, oh, I have my bow. You want to come see my, like, I want them to get excited about it too, because I mean, we can't depend on the guys to keep the industry alive. And I feel like as, as women, we tend to, we nurture the potential of everything. And that is also the potential in each other. So I think we need to continue to push people, our, each other in a positive way, but then also like get people excited about it. Like if we can get more flagship bows for females at the draw length, like what we have, I think I'm at like 25 and three quarters. Um, It'd be awesome. I don't want to buy a kid's bow anymore. I am so tired of buying kid's bows because I'm like, they only go up to 45 pounds. Well, huh? I can't do that anymore. See, I think that's one of the biggest problems. I mean, we have women that come in all the time and they're like, okay, well, the first thing we need to do is get your draw length. They're like, well, we, I like this bow. Okay, but unfortunately, it doesn't go down to your draw length. Well, what bows go down in my draw length? Well, we have this, this, and this but that's not the one I want. Well, unless you want it completely customized, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. As bad as that sounds, that's, that's how it is right now. Yeah, and I think it's going to come to us leading the path and leading some kind of revolution when it comes to archery and the sport and, the, and just everything that drives behind it. I mean, I know there's a lot of women that have like archery on tv that do like the hunting shoots and stuff like that but no offense to them it's like i'm not going out with a full face of makeup when i go hunting i don't wear makeup at all ever i don't like i barely wear makeup for our wedding because i'm like well jeff's not going to recognize me if i walk out with a face full of makeup no i go home and shower before i go hunting in my scent free stuff so i'm not putting a full face of makeup on just to go hunting yeah and like one person i remember i had an ex who was so nice to tell me, well, if you put on makeup, maybe the deer will show up. And I'm like, Haha, not going to happen. I'm like, maybe if you put on deodorant, people <laughs> will want to be around you more. Just throwing that out there. But, And also, another big issue that I had with the hunting season was I'm 
too big for the children harnesses, but too small for the women harnesses. So I ended up getting a child harness, but it didn't fit me properly. And the women's harness were too big that I would have just fallen right out of. Yeah. So it's even becoming a safety issue on stuff for women. Mm-hmm. Not all women are built the same and we're not built like men. And I'll be the first to admit this is going to be an un. This isn't going to be a great comment because a lot of women are going to hate me for saying this. But I'll be the first one to admit that women cannot do everything men to do. We were not built that way. We were not made that way. And it's not possible for us to do all things that men can do. But archery is one of the things that women can do. Mm-hmm. There's just things that need to change to allow us to enjoy the sport more, love it more, and do it safely. Yeah. Aren't you just happy enough because they make you pink fletchings? Yeah, I don't because, like pink. Because have you seen my bows? My bows have. are teal. Yeah, because when I first started shooting, that's what my husband wanted to buy was pink everything. He got me a purple stabilizer and pink fletchings, and I was like, my favorite color is orange. This is <laughs> and your bow's still pink yeah. and purple. I, and he, someone even commented on one of my TikToks too about they're like, oh, the, the new thing is pink fletchings. Or, or pink arrows or something like that. And I was like, I don't have pink arrows, and you can see that in the video. So I'm not sure what your comment meant, but I don't usually respond to a lot of them because if I did, I'd be married about 75 times because <laughs> there's a lot of proposals that are happening on TikTok. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I'm trying to just, I just over, like, overlook the nasty comments. You know, there's sexism on there. There's... Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of people too that are on there supporting me. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, and, but even so, when they do support you, some of the men that are trying to be supportive will still mention like, oh, you're a great huntress, or you're a beautiful woman archer. You're, you know, like they have to say that you're female in some way. They are not just you're a great archer. You're that was a great shot, not. You did a great shot, girl. You know, something like that. Or you shoot great for a girl. Yes. yes. That's, oh. yeah, my least favorite. You shoot great for a girl. Good for a boy, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why I keep scores, to see how well I can keep up with the guys. I mean, it's always a competition for Tyson and I, and most of the time when he's on his A game, I'm only a few points behind him. When he's not on his A game, I'm able to be 20 points above him. Uh-huh. But, I mean, even like even the HHA guys, I like asking them, hey, what'd you guys score? Because I like to compare myself to them. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm close to their scores, then I'm doing something right in my book. What did you do? No, absolutely. And I think one thing that gets very oh. frustrating for me is when I'm out buying like my hunting clothes, I am not built normal to be on to be honest here, I am five foot one and a half. I am a solid base. Um, <laughs> I can honestly say, like, I have, ne- I have never had, like, I had, like, two pairs of cowboy boots, and I had to get the ones that are ankle boots because I have yes. beyond huge calves. It's the choice of a volleyball player. Yes. And, it, you just, and I got thick thighs and the pants... Never fit. I love the pants so that have the zipper on the side for the venting because that's the only way I can get my thighs to fit in them. 
Well, I always size up because they make the woman's hunting stuff skin tight and form fitting. When I'm hunting, the deer don't care what I look like. Yeah, no, I want to be able to breathe and I want to be able to put things in pockets. Why do we still not have pockets? Well, we have the fake pockets. I'm none of mine have well it's probably because my thighs are too big but none of mine have pockets i always have to depend on thank god i have a great backpack and my husband that has to sit next to me because i will fall asleep like i did last time in the middle of a clover field it was great but yeah i wish there needs to be a lot of change and i think change is happening and i'm hoping it's going to continue to happen because it's, it's just going to be like one step at a time for us. Like everything else we've had to fight for already, I think it's just, it's got to happen. If it doesn't happen for our generation, we have to make sure it's set up right for our daughters, our granddaughters, and the next generations after. I agree. I told Tyson, my dream is now that I know that I like it, is to walk into one of the bigger shoots like the TAC or that one in Dubuque coming up. One of those bigger archery challenges besides just the local shoots i want to walk into one of the big ones and just have a huge group of female walk in and let the guys stare at that point because we're there to take them out that's a good point last year we did s3da there in appleton and there was what was there 30 30 girls there 35 girls there's a there's a, there's a lot of females 35 there. women yeah women well they well they were under age of 18 so yeah but yeah for for high schoolers and in middle schools and it's a great program yeah three of the wrong but i actually interviewed uh two of, or the girl that took first place and the girl that took third place and those girls shot better than most of the guys did i mean there was they were they were hitting 12s they were hitting 14s i mean it was it was impressive to watch watch the final round, but I wanted to add into the comment that uh, com- that uh, Kayla brought in about social media because I mean, everybody knows I have my own Facebook page. I actually have to go in there and went through and I had to go through and put a whole bunch of filters in there to remove the c word and and phrasings of that because a couple of years ago I think it was like 2019 or 2020, 11 year old shot an 800 pound black bear in Sparta, Wisconsin. And it blew up. I mean, I'm talking four or five million people retweeted it, shared it. All it's like, but the the the, the comment section was just full of derogatory stuff. And it's like this was uncalled for. So I just put on a filter, and it blocked all that stuff. And I've never taken them down because it's like I'm a big proponent of putting things. Because that's the nice thing about hunting. It doesn't matter what equipment you use. A male and a female is equal out there. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it is. Because it's like. It, it doesn't matter how, how heavy your, your, your poundage is. I mean, obviously, as long as it's of legal limit, you can still put it. You, it all comes under shape, shot placement, you know? And that's the great thing about a rifle. You put a rifle in anybody's hand, they, they, they just 10x themselves. And it is something that is just really remarkable that, that they would do this to an 11-year-old. And just the fact that the, listening to the four of you talk about the instances that you guys gone through is quite disgusting in the whole aspect of it. I don't know what's going on with this this generation, and the worst part is it's happening from 18 to 60. So what do you do about it? But then again, it's like this is a a really big push towards having the the female market coming into this because I think the only one that I'm aware of that actually specifically designs clothing for females DSG, which is oddly enough, out of Wisconsin, and they they started off with strictly doing focusing on snowmobile gear. And then they went from the gotten hunting, and it's it seems to be pretty nice. But my next question, I want to roll into is, what do you guys think about how how 
some of the marketing right now, especially some of the females that we've seen on Instagram and TikTok, focus on skimpy clothing and trying to emphasize sex instead of talent. Oh, don't even get me started on that. I mean, we have three girls at home, and we told them, like, we will be walking out in public, and we look, and we're like, if you ever even try walking out of the house in that outfit, you will just be turned back around, and you will go get something else. It's ridiculous, and the hunting stuff is skin tight. Yeah. I feel like, the you know, like you see the TikToks or the Instagram, whatever, what are they, reels? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And, you know, you, you see those girls wearing, like, like crop tops and like little booty shorts and I like they're like fuel in the fire I feel like oh yeah, yeah. and it it's like you don't you're, you're not helping us out at all it's no. all for the views well I would have got my ass beat <laughs> at 12 years old if I tried walking out in all those outfits right okay one again five foot one and a half not they're small not crop tops on you anyways they're not crop tops <laughs> it's these are supposed to be capris mind you these are full length pants on me these are capris <laughs> um but yeah it's it's gross. And I have a 15-year-old niece who is somehow, even with her father's DNA in there, my brother, is a gorgeous girl. But even, like, she is just like, I don't want to show my skin. She's like, I get, in a, I get attention I don't want. And I'm like, that's sad. I'm like, you're 15. You should be able to be comfortable and wear what you want. But she will wear sweatpants and baggy hoodies every single day because an ex-boyfriend made fun of her for getting boobs and going through puberty. I'm sorry, little man. Go away. <laughs> like, well, he, oh, he got threatened. It's even the same him. on our Facebook page when we, or the Sticks and Stones Facebook page, when I post pictures of Chantel and I, Amanda and I, or the girls shooting, they get a hell of a lot more likes than they do when we post a picture of Tyson working in the shop or Tyson and Scott shooting or Tyson and Jordan shooting or Tyson and whoever shooting. He left Austin. Though. Oh, Austin. Well, he's in Montana right now. He abandoned he us. He doesn't count. Right count. He makes and up he's lies. full of lies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't count. But the female posts get more likes. So when we really want something to get out there, like a promotion for the page or a giveaway or something, I make sure to post a picture female-related. Because it's going to get the attention, it's going to get the likes, it's going to get the shares. It's also going to get the trolls. Yes. Which sucks. It's like we have to take it. And, and we also don't, Sticks and Stones Archery is our shop. We also don't post pictures of the girls that much anymore because there's a bunch of not so nice people out there. Yeah. So. But even yeah. when you guys post, we are fully clothed, just so you know. Yeah. Yes. And we still get more likes. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Well, I'm just saying, like, even like my TikToks, you know, I dress camouflage, capris, jeans, whatever. I'm fully clothed. Uh, my TikTok's going really well. Like, I have uh, two viral videos with like 4.5 million views. Both of them, I'm dressed baggy, you know, baggy. Uh, it's not hoodie, it's a zip up, but, you know, my binos case on and everything. Um, uh, the other one, I'm in a t shirt. Like, I didn't have to dress any certain way. I just was shooting. And um, I feel like, for the most part, I would say 99% of my followers are male. And 1% is female. 
and I I was kind of trying to go in the direction of getting more female followers to you know hey look I'm doing archery you can do archery I even made a video that was that specifically said you know dear women in a male dominated sport it you know I can help if you have questions you know if you, we'd like you to join us, you know, come, come get out here and do archery. Um, the first comment on it was you could also help the males. I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's that's great. But I feel like we have less access to help. So I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, we help each other out and get our foot in the door if, if people need it. Um, I have a lot of friends that I try to get into archery and a lot of them are like, well, I think that my boyfriend wants to do it instead, or my husband wants to do it. And, you know, if, if one of us is going to do it, I'll let it be him and stuff like that. And I, you know, I'd rather it be them because I would like what Kayla said. I'd love to go to a shoot and have a big group of girls just go shoot together. And women. Yeah, women. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of women. She, hers. but no it's very true and it's it's sad what social media is putting out there right now because it's almost i don't feel obligated but i know there's a younger generation that feels obligated that they have to dress a certain way and look a certain way and have the certain brand of makeup i mean our generation was all about amber crombie and fitch but we weren't afraid to get dirty yeah we weren't afraid to get dirty it's like okay let's go out let's do it like I'm just going to be me and that's who I'm going to be. And I think everyone hits that point in their life that they finally feel comfortable in their own skin. But it's just like, I don't need to see it all over TikTok and Facebook. And I know Facebook's dying, but I still go on there. I'm old. Um, And Instagram. And it's, I don't want to have to feel like we need to get to that point where we have to wear, like I wear booty shorts. I'm old, but I got short legs, so everything's short on me. But, like, I wear those because it's hot outside. I don't like being hot. But I take all my pictures from the waist up. I'm like, you're not going to see my shorts. You're not going to see. I want you to see the form. I want you to see, like, Jeff posted an amazing video on TikTok and on Instagram of one of my shots. And I realized I shot aiming with my left eye. And I'm like, man, somehow I still hit a 10 ring. I was aiming with my left. I am a right-handed shooter. So I'm like, well, that could have been a 12-er if I wasn't aiming with the wrong eye. <laughs> but it's, it's the weird things like that. It's just like, why, why did it have to, like, no one else corrected me on social media, which was kind of shocking unless you deleted those um, comments. But no one else was correcting me. But the, that was the first thing I saw when I saw that video. I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, at least no one tried to mansplain it to me. It's like, oh, well, you're... You know, your left arm is at a crooked angle. It's like, well, that arm doesn't straighten out any further than what it is, honey. Or they give you the pet names. Darling, you shot with your wrong eye. Oh, Or what, sweetie. Sweetie. I call everybody honey at work, which I know drives people insane. But I absolutely love it because I know it gets, it gets the old guys. It keeps them happy. But at the same time, I'm like, then I can't misgender somebody. It's like, oh, hun, but thank you. But that's different. You're not purposely, like, putting someone down or talking down to someone. It's my southern charm. I think also a big thing that doesn't help female shooters or female hunters is the fake 
influencers, the fake hunting influencers, those girls that, oh, yeah, look at the big deer I shot in my full face of makeup, my short shorts, my camo tank top, my camo hat, my hair completely down. No, that's not how you shoot. You're out in the woods freezing your butt off. You don't have your hair down. You have it pulled back. We all know you smell like pee. We all know that your (laughs) boyfriend or your husband shot it and you just took the picture. So the fake influencers don't help us either. Very true. Yeah. I forgot what the question was that we started with. You had us on a tangent for a little bit. That's that's what podcasting is. That's what a conversation is. The the next thing was like when you when Alicia or was it you mentioned mansplaining. Has that happened to the four of you at least once upon a time? Because I hold back with Sophia and Alicia because they're shooting, they're hitting targets. You know, we'll just I'll let them fix their own problems. Yes, Chantel's husband did it. My to husband me. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna listen to this, but seriously, he tells everybody how to shoot. Every, well, I don't know if he tells men how to shoot, but he does like to tell everybody else. I don't know, Tyson, shoot. does he tell you how to shoot? No, I love Scott. Scott's a great guy, but he is no longer allowed to touch my bow, and I can't listen to him when I shoot because then I really mess it up. He and does then I go try. Off. I mean, he does try, and he is a good shot. I'd say him, like him and I, are just as good as each other. Like we're we're good competition for each other. Um, but yes, he does like to tell people, you know, what they're doing wrong per se, but, um, but he does it. He doesn't do it to be an ass. Right. He does it. His heart's in a good yes, place. Yes. Yes. He's just trying. Yes. He's just trying to, you know, he, 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 he does watch all the videos yes. and he does, you know, he, he really tries to learn all the different techniques and I'll give it to him. When I did say something, um, he juts his front hip out when he shoots. And I said, Hey, uh, maybe if you just, you know, evened out your weight a little bit, <laughs> And he did the rest of the shoot, and he it it went great. And I, I was just kind of picking on him, but I did notice it. So, and he adjusted without you know being angry. Whereas if he did that to me, I'd probably be angry. So, um, but I don't remember where I was going with this. Um, oh yeah, so I actually would be a professional archer if I just listened to all the people when they tell me how to shoot on social media. Because I like to punch my trigger, and it works well for me. Although I should probably switch to a hinged release. Because the keyboard pros tell me that I should do that. So as soon as, the, as, soon as I make this life change, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be great, guys. I'm going to win all the tournaments. Speaking of tournaments, um, when I show up to tournaments and um, they're all males there and they get drawn me for their partner, I will have to be honest, I have yet to have a disappointed partner. I, That's because you get feel, the big deal and then you get... <laughs> well, I just mean like, um, even so, I've gone to West Union and shot uh, one of their scrambles and there was literally no female shooting. I was the only one. And the gentleman I was paired with um, I don't know if he was disappointed when he saw me walk up um, or not, but we shot really well together. Uh, we were in the top. Um, we made it to the second round because we tied for first, and you know we hung in there. So um, I do feel intimidated, though, because I, I don't want them to think less of me because they got paired with me. I, I want to be you know, accepted and them to not 
be sad that they got the female that's there shooting. I, so, and none of them knew how I shot. So I'm just glad that he just accepted me and we did really well together. But um, yeah, I, if I just listened to everybody's advice, I probably would be a lot better at shooting. <laughs> so see, Chantel does great at scrambles. And then there's me who gets scared and timid when it comes to scrambles. I mean, I've sat back and watching off scrambles, and I just, I don't know. I like scrambles, but I don't like feeling like I'm letting down my partner, so I generally don't shoot scrambles. And then the last couple of scrambles I've been to that I haven't shot, there has been someone that's come back complaining about their partner because they got partnered with the female partner, and that makes me not want to do scrambles. It makes me want to do it more. Well, good. You can I do, do not have anxiety that fuels when it comes her to people. Fire. Yes. See, you can do it. But like those comments that certain people, and I mean, he, he was a female, or he wasn't a female, sorry, he was a male, he was a younger male, he made those comments, and I'm just like, there's like five females here, two of them are shooting, what if one of them had actually heard you, and then they would have gotten down on themselves, that wouldn't have been good for them. And the last scramble that I went to that I shot in that you were there, the female won. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it obviously was that she ju- shot just fine. It was that scramble that I heard the co- one of the comment. I mean, there's been a couple scrambles where I've heard comments like this, but that was one of the scrambles where that person, I was like, yeah, that's exactly why I don't do the scrambles. Yeah. And she is a B.A. shooter. Like, she, she is, is. She's great. On it. She does not like to mess up. She does great. She shoots well. She's the one that did the steel target at um, R100, and she made she made it to the final five. Mm-hmm. It was what seventy, it was eighty yards. Eighty yards is when she finally tagged out, and the size of the steel plate was a dinner plate, and they had to it's you had to not or the size of the actual foam was just a dinner plate, so you had to not hit the steel target and only hit foam, and she made it out to se- the seventy yards. It was like. And then it ended up being down to, like, three guys after that. Like, she was one of the last ones kicked off. And I'm like, she is awesome. And she was so mad. Because, of course, you know, you hit the steel target. That arrow is done. It shot. But she missed the target. And I think she was more down because she missed the target. Not that she hit the steel target, but that she missed the target. Yeah, because she's a good shot. She is. Amanda, what about you? How about mansplaining? Have you been mansplained? I have. Unfortunately, (laughs) honestly, I I don't think you could ever go to like any woman, female, whatever, archer and have them answer that question with a no. Uh, Not recently. No, not really. But um, like even like my high school days, we did like a ton of shoots um, like Nebraska, Kansas City. Like we just traveled all over. Um, And even then, like middle school, high school, like you'd always get like weird I mean maybe they were trying to be nice but like weird old guys would like always walk up to you and just try to like tell you how to do stuff and it's like back back then I was like state champion twice in Nebraska and it's kind of like I know what I'm doing you know Mm -hmm. it's like I I don't need you to to draw pictures for me you know (laughs) yeah so yes or like Chantel said earlier they try to tell you where you need to shoot from I like shooting farther away. I don't shoot well close because I'm blind, but shooting farther back, I shoot better. I don't like being told where I need to shoot. Let me shoot wherever. Mm-hmm. 
we need to get rid of the women's the the women's like marker marker yes because it's the same thing as bow hunter in most shoots so i don't understand why we have a women's post that's also bow hunter and part of the reason why is in the last two shoots that i've been in um i circled men's open anyways i'm sure they could figure out that I was a female, but it specifically said men's open, and I just circled that anyways. Um, One of it was the the IBA Fall Festival, and the other one was um, uh, Clayton County Archers, and we did, one of my friends messaged me, and she said, hey, uh, how did you shoot at uh, Clayton County? And I was like, "Um, well, I got a 409, and if if you look at the scores when they post them online, um, my score, I think the next female for women shoot, the next female score uh, under women's shooting was like a 360. So I, I don't mind, like if, if you want to shoot from, from bow hunter, you know, as a woman, that's fine. If you want to shoot from the open, that should be fine. Uh, but I don't understand why the bow hunter spot is also the same as women's. And if you show up as a woman, you just get put there automatically. Um, so I end up shooting from the open. I know that some places have changed it. Some places it does say just open. It doesn't say men's open and then women's open. But um, I I want to compare myself to my where I shot from and my skill level. I want to be able to challenge myself and I, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Christ. Sorry. You're right. I lost my train of thought. Technical errors have ruined us. <laughs> shoot with competition that's on par with your skill level, not your gender. Yes, yeah. exactly. So if we could just do away with the the women shooting spot. Okay, so here's an example. When we were going to shoot uh, the fall festival, we thought that there was um, a tournament. Uh, and because there used to be, but apparently they kiboshed that. So in that, I, with my sights, my uh, no lens, my stabilizer, I qualify to shoot at the women's spot. And so it was suggested to me that I should just do that because then we could score better because, you know, I am a female and I should shoot from the women's spot. So that way we can win because, you know, I'll be able to shoot better because I'm a little bit closer. And I'm like, well, that's not where I shoot from. Um, I shoot from the furthest stake and uh, sometimes for fun, I shoot even further than the furthest stake. So I'm not going to shoot closer, you know, just because I, because it's okay because I'm a female. I want to shoot from the open. Um, You want to shoot based off your bow setup, not your gender. Right. Mm. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I'm... I'm sure that because you you shoot from there too, don't you, Amanda? I do. No, yeah. Yep. So I mean, I think so. The three I think of us most shoot of us, there. even mm-hmm. the other girls we shoot with, they typically shoot from where we shoot the farther back. We don't 
shoot up close. I haven't ever been to a shoot with the girls that we shoot with that shoot this so-called women's Mm -hmm. stake. We always shoot back further or we make our own stakes even farther back. Yeah. Yeah. Just for the sake of shooting, you know, where it says that women should. I mean, um, obviously if that's like, like they said, if that's how your bow is set up, if that's um, what you shoot from normally, if that's where you're comfortable, then by all means shoot closer. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with females shooting closer because there's not. But for me, I like to shoot farther back. It's more of a challenge. It helps me get better. And I know that's why Chantel does it and why Amanda does it. It gives us more of a challenge. Shooting up closer, yeah, we can get a better score, but that score doesn't do anything for us if we don't challenge ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say, I shoot from the bow hunter, but that's just because that's all as far as I can see. And I don't even have my pin set up for anything past 30 yards. So (laughs) I'm still learning. That's okay. Oh, I just wanted for Amanda to chime in about your experience out there in Nebraska and, and stuff like that. Uh, okay, so Nebraska, that was, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many years ago that was. Middle school, probably. So You act like you're ancient. Whatever. We are old. Uh, so that, was, that, was for, that wasn't for 3D. That was for, like, indoor dots. Um, and I had, like, the whole target bow set up. Um, so that was, I mean, it was fun, but I don't know. The way you're looking at me, I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've all known Tyson for so long now. Uh, I didn't know her in middle school. N- no, like definitely not. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm old enough to be her dad, believe it or not. So. No. So, um, I don't know. Ever since then, though, I really haven't done really any like target shooting like dots so dots is scary i tried that at the iowa deer classic doing the spot shooting mm-hmm. yeah that's intense yeah and uh, well, especially I, I did too okay, you know like if the if the lines aren't like straight then you're like ooh, and yeah. you're all crowded together or uh, you oh. have to remember which one's yours oh, yeah yes Some people just quit yeah. Yeah. Like Tyson. <laughs> yeah. That happened to me at the last scramble we went to. I shot the wrong target. And then I put another, it knocked another arrow, shot the right one. So, yeah, I, I, Chris ha- Chris Ham has a picture of me doing that because, like, I apparently shot the wrong one because I, I was just the way that it blurred together. My eyesight's getting worse. But we've, we've talked about clothing, mm-hmm. we've talked about boats. What do you think that's missing on social medias that could provide a influence to? the younger generation, whether it be boys, girls, men, mm-hmm. women. So, um, so something I think we're missing and Kayla and Amanda do a really good job of it in our shop at least is, um, instruction for women and kids and also from women. Um, I think a lot of the male instructors can tend to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? intimidating there you go i mean i've even heard that about myself i don't think i'm that intimidating but like i've heard the comment you know i try not to be but apparently i am so i think um like john dudley style instruction he does a great job of teaching people um he's really great with women too so he's maybe not the best example to use for this scenario but like 
Uh, Paige Pierce also does a very good job, female, like one of the top female shooters in the world, if not the top female shooter in the world. She does an excellent job of breaking it down um, for everybody, but I think a more women's targeted, you know, just to break that comfort barrier and like look, look how, look what women can do in this male dominated industry. And I also think getting archery more into the schools. I know Tyson and I are trying to get archery into our local school in Denver, and we, we've gotten pretty far, so the next step is just getting funding and all that for it. But I think once we start archery in the schools, it's going to get more, open more kids' eyes to it and really start to take off. And, I mean, I know a lot of families that have come into the shop, oh, my kid's really into archery. I want to be able to spend time with them, so what do you have for me? So that's a great thing for more getting more women into the shop. Just and the aspect that archery isn't just hunting anymore, and it never has been. Um, it was war at one time, but you know, just it's becoming more mainstream. But there's multiple aspects of archery, not just hunting. Because like Chantel doesn't like to hunt, but she's an amazing target shooter, 3D shooter. Um, Amanda used to be big into spots and probably not so much hunting and now she's shifted gears to hunting kayla probably won't ever shoot spots nope i already know that but <laughs> she started as just shooting 3d with me and went right into hunting um and once i got her to climb in a tree stand she was hooked on that so you know there's and there's you know traditional style archery there's compound bows crossbows, who knows what's going to come out next. There's something for everybody, regardless of gender, age, ability, whatever. There's some niche, 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 whatever, niche. There you go. We're learning words today, too. There's some sort of niche, niche, niche potato, potato for everybody in the archery world. And it's, and it's very inclusive. You know, there's always somebody that is willing to step up and help you. And the, the women's side is growing and it's, it's come leaps and bounds in the last two to 10 years. It's come a long, long ways. Um, and it's going in the right direction, but we need more of that, more of the instructors, more of the women out there. Sorry, I almost said exposing yourselves, exposing yourselves <laughs> to, to the ridicule because it's going to come, but being willing to put yourself out there, to bring up the next generation of women archers. Good job. You're welcome. Very well explained. <laughs> um, I was actually just looking up because I remember in our town in La Crosse, Wisconsin, there's actually a Paralympian. Um, her name is Leah Coriel, and she um, has actually a gold medal at the uh, Paralympics three times now um, in archery. And she is right out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, is an amazing, amazing um, uh, shooter and everything. And the fact that I, I wish there was one day I could just run into the, that shop and see her shooting. I, I just want to sit and watch her because what she's able to do and, I mean, the accuracy is just always dead on. Apparently, we, we, we have a person that knows her in person, so that's awesome. I need a hookup. I need a homie hookup. 
Tyson, make it happen. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I agree. I think we need more female-led groups. And, and and the great thing is, is like I know personally, Sophia, she went to your guys' shop. You guys hooked her up with an amazing setup. And she takes criticism better from other people than she does from us. I have learned now just to let, stand back and let her shoot. And then when she has an issue, like she shot the floor once. And I'm like, well, you what? You just gave me a look. And <laughs> I'm like, what did you do wrong? And she's just like, I didn't pay attention. I, I didn't breathe right. And like, I just let her figure it out on her own. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing because she listened to them so well. Like she knows like hearing it, especially um, when she was watching Kayla shoot. She's like, okay, okay. And like she absorbs everything and watches and learns by that way. And I think having that great example out there, because me doing it is nothing. Like to her, it's like, eh, it's my mom, whatever. But other women, it, it inspires her, I think. I kind of feel it's kind of our responsibility right now as the adult women shooters, because younger generations are starting to be exposed to it more in movies. I mean, there's Disney princesses that shoot, there's Katniss Everdeen that shoots. younger girls are getting more exposed to it, but I don't want them to have to deal with the criticism that we get, the the nasty trolls on social media that we get. So I kind of feel like it's our responsibility to change it now for them because they already have enough pressure on them. They're already feeling the, what what word am I looking for? They're already feeling the pressure in so many other aspects of life that when they go to shoot, they don't need the comments from the guys they don't need well if you just did it this way you'd be fine they -hmm. need us to cheer them on they need us to build them up and they need us to lead them the way so now that Tyson's done distracting everyone (laughs) so I kind of feel like it's our responsibility to lead the way for them I agree I love coming over to the shop I guess when I know if there's girls coming, you know, like a heads up or whatever. But I love going over there and like the new, like the the girls who have never shot and they're like, they're there with their boyfriends or husbands or whatever. And there have been so many times they're like, well, I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested, but I'm kind of scared. And I don't know, like, you know, I, I don't know if it's like fear of the unknown or like Kayla said, the pressure of just all of it. It, it can be, you know, definitely stressful and and that kind of thing but I I think I think it's just awesome like to help little kids like little you know younger girls or you know first time yeah and you're great with Dusty oh yeah I I, I taught Dusty yeah Uh, Dusty wouldn't listen to Tyson or I but she will listen to Amanda shoot yes it's crazy how that works it's got to be someone else like you can't your own kid won't listen to you because you're just her parent right it's different when it comes from someone else's mouth yeah, yeah. Really, I don't know. It really hypes me up, teaching new people, new girls, whatever. Or even just like the young boys that come in, like the young young boys, like three or maybe probably not that young, but like five, six. They get so excited when they pick up the bow for the first time in their first shot. You just see the biggest smile on their face, and it, the smile that those six-year-old boys get is the same smile that the five-year-old girl gets or the 16-year-old girl get, or the 30-year-old girl gets that is shooting the bow the first time because she wants to spend more time with her husband or boyfriend or whoever the male is in her life. 
just playing past the mic. So I was thinking, that, just thinking this, because since Chantel, you already have an Instagram following. And the nice thing is you already have establishment and you've already know how to shoot and stuff like that. But I was listening to Ben Klausman. He was at R100, or uh, with, you watched with him, uh, shot with him at uh, Toma Warren's. And we sat, and he sat down with, with, uh, with Jeremy Fisher from TalkSnap. And one thing that really resonated with Jeremy is that, he, that what Ben told him to do is just talk about how you're shooting, how you're working through a problem. And, and it's like you, you can preface right in the beginning that you're not an expert. But being able to, like, you, you could go up there and talk about, like, this is where I put my placement at, and, like, or this is how I posture and stuff like that. Because all of us all have different size chests, but it's like, a, but that simply that like there can click in somebody's head. You know, I, I, I got moves too, so I know it's, I'm no, I know what I'm talking about here. But you know, but it's just like having that inspiration, like looking in the camera, positioning in a way that they're, that you're not, eyes aren't going to wander from your eyes type scenario, but delivering that information, especially like you talk about, like with your issues with, you should be going with a back tension or switching it up to a different style of thumb release or whatever's going to make sense for you. But this way you can, you can talk about your problem and go from that route there. And then also just talking about doing arrow wraps or doing broadhead testing, like all that fun stuff. Like you can simply make those 15 to 30 second videos that could register with somebody and go into that more of a uh, tutorial aspect of it. Especially with Amanda, you already have you're you're two time state champion, so you already have to be able to provide that insight because it's like you can you can ask people like, hey, if you're having trouble shooting your bow, position yourself up, position your camera, and then tag me in your video, and I will critique it and provide you some insight and some of that. And maybe asking from that because you already have the credibility of doing it. And if you had the medals of the trophies to 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 do this to kind of create your backdrop. This right here will maybe give give that extra mile because, like, what uh, Kayla was saying is like you you guys love doing that stuff and like if you guys just go down to the, the shop there and the three of you put together and go on Instagram if you have enough followers on TikTok and do a live and then try to respond from that you know I mean there's just simple ways to be able to reach your audience to do that and I think that's going to allow you because then then now you can start monetizing then you can start working out ways of getting sponsorships or affiliate links or something like that to where it's like hey go shoot X go shoot Carter go shoot Expedition go shoot Hoyt or something like that and and trying to get people like this is what I did to like especially if you want to become a professional shooter there's like this is what I did to get here and this is who I met and but this is where I came from to get to X level and Tyson and I kind of already do that. Like, I mean, we test different products in the shop, like the broadheads, the arrows, I don't know, just other stuff in the shop. So we kind of already do that. So Chantel documenting it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But Tyson did say one of these days the shop wouldn't need him. Might just be a day sooner. Pink, the pink arrows, right? Only the pink ones or the pink fletchings? No. <laughs> Dusty shoots the pink arrows because they are easy to find when she over or under shoots. That's why I have the purple arrows is so I can find them easily in the grass. It does make life a whole lot easier for me. And I can trace them a lot better. For some reason, my eyes can focus on that color so much better. See, I've only ever been able to see gold fletchings, and now I can't find gold fletchings. But, she yeah. doesn't look out for those. Well, any... Oh, did you have something else to... I don't know. That's basically where I was coming to. Is like if you guys have, if, if there's nothing else you guys want to touch, <laughs> I, I touch base on. Let's finish that comment for <laughs> want to touch. 
<laughs> Squirrel. No, I just I I wa- was watching one of my favorite shows earlier today, the Steve um, Wilco show, and it just reminded me of Jerry Springer's. Right, it is my trash TV. Um, but you know, Jerry Springer always had his final thoughts. So, Kayla. No, don't start with me. Oh, I'm so starting with you. Final thoughts. Oh, I don't know. I guess I just the biggest thing. The reason why I wanted to do this podcast was because we do have all these women shooters that come into the shop that are hesitant to start shooting. And the, we put out a post on Facebook asking them reasons why they don't shoot. Is it because there's not enough bows that they like? Is it because they don't have time? What are the reasons? And the biggest thing was men. So... I don't know. We need to find a way to change that. We need to find a way to get more flagship bows for women. There's just a bunch of little changes that we need to work on, and I think together we can, and I think this is one of those right steps in the right directions, and hopefully one day that dream of having 30, 50 female shooters all going to the same event will happen sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Amanda, final thoughts? challenge accepted Kayla make it happen I know you're always down one day one day it'll happen my final thoughts I guess I agree with Kayla of course Um, I think everyone can do better Um, just like social media wise like we already talked about the harsh comments that people get the way that some some girls I don't know uh make it seem, you know, like how they dress, how they act on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. And also, I think the idea of making like tutorials or TikToks or whatever about like how to do stuff or that kind of thing and like no BS, like actual, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to, show it, to, to show it like how it's real. Um, I think that would be great. So I think if everybody tries to do better, think we'll be good yes no more faking yeah. yeah no more yeah don't make it so fake don't pretty it up we're just gonna yeah. be real with it yeah that's what i got what do you got for a final thought i got my final thoughts um i'm just hoping that it continues to move forward for females uh as far as products bows more accessibility for females, uh, you know, having more options, um, just getting rid of that women shooting post because it really grinds my gears. Um, it, you know, if we could just be categorized together, if we could do away with the comments, um, that would be great. I'm hoping that you know, my, my daughter, she's seven, she shoots already and she's, she's good. And so, I mean, she's only going to get better. So I'm hoping by the time she's older that she doesn't have to deal with it as much. And, you know, if we could just, um, all live happily ever after, that would be (laughs) great. This isn't a Disney movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, This is the greatest Disney movie ever. And all I can think about with the podcast coming to the end is because 
the pod, I only listen to one podcast and I keep thinking about the way they end it is like listing all their handles. And that's like all that's going through my mind <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, well, and, um, it, it, I don't know if you guys listen to true crime, but that's yes, what I all listen day, to. every so, day, every. So I listen to morbid and then yes. it, that's exactly where I keep wanting to go. So mm-hmm. follow me on TikTok at woman bow shooter and follow me on everything else. Cause everything is woman bow shooter. It's funny that that handle was still available. Yeah. You know, you know, that's what I'm saying. And someone actually tried to correct that too. A guy told me that shouldn't it be woman bow hunter? I was like, well, no, because I don't hunt, but I didn't tell him that. I was yeah. like, oh, no, but <laughs> thanks. Well, I appreciate all of you lovely women being here with us tonight. I appreciate the hard work and dedication that you've already put into the sport and to revolutionizing it and changing it for that next generation and all of the work and thoughts and all of the great things that we're going to be putting into it to making this sport a everybody's sport, not just a men's sport now. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for for having having us. us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And them, I guess. Oh yeah. And the boys. Thank you, boys. So is there any, do you, Amanda, do you have any means for people to reach out to you on social media? If not, we can skip you. And then Kayla. I have a TikTok, but uh, I'm not famous on TikTok like Chantel is. <laughs> I have like one video and I got like 300 views on that one. So I mean, I, I do have a TikTok, but it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not great at posting videos so no and i have a tiktok but i stopped posting videos because of all the nasty comments and all the the things with women getting harassed on there and i keep my facebook and i keep my instagram private because of my profession and because of personal reasons but if you go on my facebook page all my bow shoot stuff is public but that's all that will ever be public and i don't accept and requests from random people Makes sense. that I don't know, but we do have the Sticks and Stones Archery Facebook page that you can follow. Uh, I run that most of the time when I'm not forgetting my job. And Amanda and Chantal are on the Sticks and Stones Facebook page because they're constantly in and out of our shop, and all three of us shoot for Sticks and Stones Archery, so you'll see all three of our lovely faces on that. Awesome. So thank you, ladies, for making this all happen. It was you two that really brought the idea together. Over a month's worth of planning for tonight. This is just awesome. The best part is it's going to be up here shortly. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.